Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 164 of On the Flank. I'm one of your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we had a nice little weekend of Overwatch where we all of NA has officially been decided now for the midseason madness. We have all eight teams. That's right. Uh, it'll just be seeding that is left to decide there. Um, and the Chengdu Hunters cemented themselves as uh, the last team to try to compete with the Philly Fusion for that last spot in Asia. Um, so it looks like this upcoming weekend will only really get that drama unless you're really into the seeding drama in an NA. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this weekend, uh, part of the course, I once again really enjoyed watching the Asia games um, because it's really just back and forth and we see some new, th- new things each week, I feel like. It's a lot more surprising, whereas um, NA... Usually fewer surprises. Let's start with NA this week, since we started with Asia last week, Joe. Um, and day one of NA had maybe the most insane C9 <laughs> of all time. Um, we should which, say it's something, given the last couple of weeks. Yeah, this, I, I don't know what it is about the midseason madness. Everyone has a case of the C9s. It has been ridiculous, including the team um, who uh, benefited from the c9 this time the houston outlaws uh they c9 many times against the la gladiators that sort of started it all um and now everyone is just c9ing like crazy um <laughs> but yeah uh if you did not see this both me and joe chose it as our match to rewatch because it's a great series not just the last map but the last fight is just it is like i am not exaggerating it is the most insane C9 I have ever seen to the point where like I thought the game was over for sure. Um, <laughs> like I had to use the bathroom while I was watching this uh, final fight. And um, there was just a point where Hawk was just tearing Houston apart on the Doomfist to the point where they got like three kills. And I was like, okay, it's over. I really got to pee. Uh, and then Joe <laughs> messages me and I'm like, oh, this <laughs> Houston won? What? What is going on? Um, and I rewound, rewound it just to like see how the <laughs> hell Houston was able to win that fight. And uh, it was from many people, <laughs> many Atlanta players falling into the hole on well. Um, and then an Echo. Who was on Echo again? Kai or Nero? I can't remember. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Whoever was on Echo was copying the Doomfist. They Doomfist ulted, so they were not on the point. And then their BAP and Zen both got off the point as well all at once. And since it was in overtime for such a long time, Houston was able to flip the point back to them and overtime like just went out in like a second. And man, the reactions from Atlanta too. Uh, we couldn't see Houston's player cams because I think they had internet issues. The series was also super long because of that. Uh, a yeah. lot of pauses. Uh, but man, Joe, do you agree? Is this the most insane C9 you've ever seen? My God. It was it was quite the fight, that's for sure. Yeah, the yeah, because there were definitely, you know, players still alive and, and definitely could have, you know, definitely touches that could have been made. Uh, definitely Houston w- was helped along by the, um, they had developed like 90 or 95% point completion already <laughs> during this fight. And so what, it was you know it was contested for the longest time, but they were still super close to flipping. Um, yeah, and so then it didn't take long at all at the end of a really long overtime um, <laughs> to to just get the immediate flip. But yeah, just the and you're right. You know, even beyond 
this one Ilios map. Like it was a good series. Like these are good teams that we've we've really enjoyed watching this whole season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was just a quite the ends to what was a very uh, um, you know an exciting series, absolutely, and and just a good kickoff for the week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it feels like Houston has uh, leveled up. Uh, which is different for most seasons for Houston. Uh, they played really, they arguably could have beat the Gladiators if they didn't have two disastrous C9s that just broke their mental because they were looking really good in that series in the first two maps, very even with, with the Gladiators, who a lot of people consider the top or second best team in any right now. They get this win in a hard-fought battle against Atlanta. Um, and I will admit, like it feels like Atlanta, during these at least qualifier matches, uh, haven't in the first one and in this one they haven't looked like uh world beaters but once they get to the tournament it feels like atlanta really starts trying uh but it's still impressive for houston to pull off this win uh, and still be competing uh and still you know have a nice record there uh in fifth currently in, in na um because the london spitfire is just nuts apparently but um <laughs> Yeah, this was a fun game. And they, I mean, it was desperation time. They even nanoed the Lucio at some point. Houston did. did because that it was desperation. Like they just needed, <laughs> they needed someone to stall for a little bit longer. That's, and you know, it worked out. So uh, yeah, man, uh, what a fun series. Um, it's it's going to be, you know, go into your kind of, um, famous play brain history like with the the nene grav and the defran grav and the <laughs> all this kind of stuff it's I, I feel like that's where this this uh particular minute and a half of play is gonna sit in people's heads yeah honestly imagine if this was in a tournament my god that would sit even more because it feels like a lot of people have like stopped paying attention to the mid-season madness like we've said like having the points carryover has really just made these games a lot less exciting. Even when we talk about it here on the podcast show, there it feels like there's a lot less to talk about, um, and everything's sort of just par for the course um, in NA at this point um, because we just already know who's good. We already know who's going to make it to the midseason madness. And I think someone made a post on Reddit about how like how much more fun this upcoming weekend would be if. Those points didn't carry over. They took a look at the standings for the midseason madness, and Boston would still be in it. Um, there'd be a lot of teams competing um, to make it to Hawaii. Uh, uh, so I really hope. I think they definitely have gotten the feedback the league has, and will for sure consider next year not doing what they have done here, or just changing a little bit, um, not not allowing like tournament points to carry over, stuff like that. We'll see. We'll see if they change it. I, I think everyone is in agreement that made the midseason madness qualifiers way more boring um, than usual. So it just brought, <laughs> you know, brought us back to like the early seasons where we didn't have um, certain tournaments. Like, didn't what tournament? It was. It, it reminds me of the first year where people started traveling, where the games just started to not matter towards the middle of the season because we didn't have stages or tournaments to qualify for. It was just all for the end all for the end of the season so yeah or like when you were um talking about in, in early seasons when they did a full round robin every stage and <laughs> it was pretty you're like oh sure enough we're seeing this matchup again that's you mm -hmm. know gonna be the same uh as it was yeah yeah it's super hard i mean i'm i we'll see what they do next year obviously but 
it's it's super hard to balance everything i tons of people like round robin gets boring but tons of people in na want or tons of coaches at least want a round robin so they can be like hey please like <laughs> i want i want to have an even schedule here with other teams i don't want someone to make it because they have an easy schedule or something so it's it's super difficult obviously um all right let's go down the list and let's talk more of these na bullet points here um you have teams like the shock and the gladiators still um winning obviously <laughs> no slip-ups there i mean gladiators had a few there were some c9 c9s by the gladiators this time in the justice game that led to one map going to the justice uh, and then against the toronto defiant they lost the first map and then they woke up and started playing overwatch <laughs> and beat them um as so yeah. one has to do you know yeah i got nothing i had about those two teams they're still looking really good in this meta um so yeah they're still oh, yeah they're still the teams to beat yeah still the you know super flexible uh uh take situation you know the that's being able to uh stay stay adaptable and stay um relevant in lots of different uh lots of different compositional situations you know even as teams are still trying to mess around with stuff so yeah that's uh you know you got somebody like reiner in particular in that role and that's gonna be um pretty hard to to shake off yeah, I think a lot of people are in agreement that he is just currently the best tank in and now one of the best tanks at least. I don't know if you definitely in NA. Just having that flexibility is huge. Um, it makes me think of Boston, Florida. Actually, on New Queen Street, Boston had Pumpkin, and they were just forced to run this Sigma comp with him um, against Florida's. I think they were running Rush Ride, um, and they they were just getting absolutely destroyed and. There was just they could have matched it, but Punk was in, and Punk can't play Ryan. Um, I don't even know if Itzel can. Does Itzel play Ryan? Like I don't even know if they have a I Ryan. Mean, somebody has to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have a Ryan anymore because uh, obviously they lost Marvel. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just huge to have someone like Reiner who uh, can flex onto so many so many different heroes at this point. Um, and yeah, and obviously they still whenever they play. Um, it looks like they're the kings of um, Circuit Royale right now as well, because uh, they're still throwing in ons on most payload laps, pay, payload maps, and ons is looking nuts on Widow every time he gets thrown in there. And then of course they had space come in on Sigma on that map, um, and that's nuts as well. I think we should point out that when they don't have Reiner in and they want to run that Sigma comp, because that's I'm pretty sure at this point that's the one hero that Reiner just doesn't run. Um, yeah, they they uh, they throw space in, and they are equally as good and equally uh, as dominant on those maps. So, uh, just looking like the most flexible team at this point. And I will mention Shock. Speaking of subbing tanks out, I got to give props oh, yeah. to Mikey. I got to give props to Mikey. Honestly, like um, this was someone who obviously I worked with on the Uprising, who I think had. I mean, he didn't have too many opportunities on the Uprising, but I don't think. Um, he was proving he deserved those opportunities when he was on the uprising as much as he is right now on the shock on that wrecking ball. Um, every time he comes in, he's looking really good. Uh, so shouts to Mikey. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, one of the post-match interviews that he got, um, this past week, and I guess they only played the one game. So the post-match interview against Vancouver, um, <laughs> when they were 
you, you know, Danny brought up, you, you know, in, 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 from our perspective, you know, from the outside, you, you were looking at you primarily as this wrecking ball specialist and you've been fitting well in that role and everything. Um, you know, but then his, his response was, you, you know, I don't even, that's not even, you know, our understanding of my role. Uh, but that's just, you know, where I'm filling in, um, here, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing everything. I'm playing everything. Um, and so it's, you know, all the better for San Francisco to have, um, that kind of resource in their back pocket um, that, you know, evidently they're, they're not even using to its fullest potential. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's very good that he pointed that out because that was the main, he wasn't brought in to play ball. Um, and on the uprising, he was brought in just for wrecking ball. That's why you didn't see him that much if, because wrecking ball wasn't meta. Like I think he joined and then wrecking ball really wasn't that meta. And then you had the hog meta. So like he just was, he just was useless, but he's come here on the shock because Kaluge had a weakness, and it was he couldn't play um, a lot of main tank. He couldn't play Reinhardt, so they had had no option to try that comp last time. Um, and they now have a main tank player in Mikey, uh, who I imagine is also going to be good at other main tanks, not just Wrecking Ball. So, uh, yeah, shouts shouts to Mikey. Um, all right, let's let's talk about other teams here, Joe. Let's talk about. I kind of want the most interesting. There are two very. I mean, the entire last day, five maps. By the way, three two three two three two. Fun day. Um, and I want to talk about the Washington Justice first, Joe, because it's a mess over there, um, <laughs> and it's it's gotten to the point where Pre has made his like yearly tweet where he tries to blame something else um, besides. Uh, the thing that everyone else is blaming and it's very clear to everyone um, we've talked about this podcast already Supreme probably needs to go he's been there since 2019 uh, in the 2020 and 2021 seasons wasn't great I I don't remember the 2020 roster being that nuts but last year's roster obviously it's got to be one of the top um, rosters as far as like money they paid for it goes this year probably no different um you have some of the most talented players in the league on your team. If you're the Washington Justice, it, there's no denying that you have Happy, who has who was one of the best players last year. Decay, who has been one of the best players for many years. Mag, who is very promising. Like it is so clear to everyone else that it is not the players, that it is the head coach or or any part of the coaching staff is the reason why things are not going well. Um, but Supreme made a tweet blaming a lot of other things um blaming the fact that there is no ranked for them to practice rhyme um which (laughs) i didn't see all this this is funny yeah i i saw this on reddit like earlier this morning that's why i and (laughs) it made me mad because it just makes it's the complaints make no sense because they are he's complaining about everything that the london spitfire it was in reaction to the london spitfire being hyped up um over this rhyme cop thing and he basically just complains about Ryan being OP and how his players don't have time to practice Ryan on ranked and all this other stuff that other people, that every other team also cannot do. So he's acting like this; those things are unique to his team, are unique to the Washington Justice. That's why they're bad. Where London has the same exact issues. They cannot do any of the things he listed in his tweet either. Um, so he's just... He's just molding for no reason here and is blaming <laughs> blaming things that every single other team is upset about as well. Um, but they're, 
the teams are like, yeah, we're not going to complain about it because everyone has that disadvantage. Unless the justice was specifically built with <laughs> with the idea in mind that the team would be able to practice Ryan and ranked, which I doubt they were. Um, so, yeah, that's my little rant on on that. I mean, every podcast at this Overwatch podcast at this point is just r- ranting about the Washington Justice every week, wondering when they're going to make a move, when they're going to make a change here, uh, because they're officially out of Hawaii, and no one is surprised. Um, anything, anything to add on? I guess about the Justice show that hasn't already been said by a million people. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, you know. Um, <laughs> we've seen the 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 quality of um the teams that are there i mean like you're talking about um that they have good players and they uh <laughs> the talent is there um which i don't i assume that meme is probably going to die pretty quickly but you know whatever um uh but yeah it's it's something something has to give is is that's absolutely accurate um and it hasn't yet and that's frustrating as 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 a you know as a viewer as a washington fan um if you identify as such um and i I mean i would like to be a washington fan (laughs) i remember uh again talking about how good this roster is i remember you know beginning of last season i guess it was when when a lot of these changes were announced they brought in meg and they brought in decay and all this kind of stuff uh and how exciting that was but yeah just not uh really at all in a position to have um you know been been acting on that um ever since yeah i agree it's been i don't know it's been it's 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 been an interesting interesting uh, little beef on twitter as well i recommend go seeing christopher and pre just going back and forth um yeah other thing i didn't i have the tweet pulled up other things he complained about besides grinding ryan and ranked was stats lab no one no one has I, I unless unless they're giving London stats lab and no one else stats lab I don't know um, and signing a player and waiting for a visa which I mean I guess London has the advantage there because they can act they aren't a Korean full Korean roster so they can sign American players whereas the justice can't um, but that's just on pre for building a Korean roster I guess Um but I do want to point out, I like once again, Pri is the general manager of this team. And I think if you look at the team he has built, I think that's proof right there that he's one of the best general managers in the league. He has built an amazingly talented team. Um, I think he should be upset at Supreme. Like if I were him, I would be upset at Supreme. I'd be upset at my coaches because I'd be like, yo, I, just, I built you this insanely talented roster and you're doing nothing with it. Um, so weird that he goes to twitter and starts blaming like blizzard and other things um but yeah let's move on to uh the other two games on this last day here because they're very interesting new york excelsior almost pulled off an upset against the dallas fuel and i gotta be honest it's not like they just um i mean on lejong tower they weren't like insanely competitive but it was a really close new queen street um fourth map there like this was a legitimately competitive game joe do you think it's new york finally like um improving or do you think dallas is it's dallas struggling yeah and uh you know i think uh, in a lot of ways it's a little bit of both i think um i on the one hand i i definitely identified with and um thought it was a, a good um 
a good thought and a good you know logical logical thing to point out uh, on uh, Uber's part that uh, it was Uber casting this game uh, who mentioned you know that in a lot of ways the Dallas Fuel um, you know particularly lately but you know really all the time um, seemed to enjoy uh, playing the Overwatch League on hard mode <laughs> in some ways I forget if he actually used that phrase or if that was just the what my what my brain pulled out of it but in terms of um some of their compositional choices sometimes uh and you know that's that's not to say um you know all the time they're just doing things wrong or whatever but uh for example uh be it there um according to the 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 grav bag article uh this week that they you know put through put together some stats and stuff from the week uh the dallas fuel is really um you know standing out as one of the few teams uh if any really other teams in the league that are um playing as much winston as they are um in uh in a meta that's very um zenyatta heavy <laughs> uh let's say or, or at least you know that's really really featuring zenyatta with with his recent buffs and all these kind of stuffs um where um uh where winston is traditionally less favored and so sure enough they weren't obviously playing that exclusively uh, even in this new york match but um sure enough we, we did get uh you know a good chunk of fearless winston uh we got a good chunk of uh gagnam Jin for new york on the zenyatta uh that was notably looking very good um and and um uh, like you know leading uh final blows for uh, at least a map or two, I think, for New York uh, <laughs> on his for for the entire team as Zenyatta. Um, that that interaction was interesting and and um, characteristic of this matchup, I think. Um, although obviously that's not the whole picture. Um, uh, but yeah, nice 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 look for New York. Absolutely, um, you definitely raised some some questions for Dallas. Absolutely, particularly after this this team, you know, uh, did so well against Florida and Vancouver last week. You know, this is not really what we would have expected in that situation. But, um, um, yeah, I don't know. They've got the you know they've got to solidify, excuse me, solidify themselves a little bit if they can. Uh, they're in the running for um, like third or fourth uh, seed overall. Uh, once the tournament comes through, but it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take some um, consistency and a solid win over London um, in week four. Yeah, I think they're pretty much just locked in this third seat at this point, unless oh, Outlaws do have two games, so I guess they poss- Outlaws could possibly take it over. Um, yeah, and if London beats them, they'll be. Um, oh well, yeah, be it's, nine it's still it's still points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say if London beats them, they'll be uh, they'll have a better record. But yeah, it's, yeah, they'll still Fl- be a point behind. If London had two games left, they possibly could have, but they only got one, so they can only get to nine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that London fuel game is gonna be nuts, and I think a lot of honestly, I'm not gonna be surprised if a lot of people pick London after this most recent game between New York and Dallas. Um, and London has just been on a tear lately. Um, obviously, they. They haven't had like the hardest schedule um, for sure, but it's still good that they're still consistently beating teams like Florida, like Washington. um, So, and destroying the bad teams like New York and Paris. So yeah, it's, it's going to be super interesting to see London Dallas next week. I'm very excited. And I agree with your take on Dallas, Joe. It is super weird to see 
just how inconsistent Dallas still just looking like the one trick type team. Unfortunately, they were, they really just like to find the comp they are best at and just roll with it as much as they can. And it's to their detriment sometimes for sure. Um, the final game at NA of the week was Florida versus Boston. It was super close. Uh, Boston got reverse swept here. Uh, and this knocked them out at, for a second there. It looked like they might get a 3-0 against Florida, which would have been absolutely huge for their Hawaii chances. Um, but they lost. They're no longer there. Um, and this was a super, super close game. And props to Florida for um, really coming back. XC got MVP, I think, deservedly so. XC's really just ramping up here, uh, obviously. I think he started playing last week, right? So it's only, this is only his second week. Um, I think so, yeah. So, yeah, congrats to him. Congrats to the Florida man for officially making Hawaii. Um, and, yeah, they were looking a bit shaky there for a little bit, but they they really uh, got a hang of it here towards the end of the series. Um, so good on them. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other it, thing I'll highlight um, about North America, uh, you, you going back and talking about London, uh, is we got to see a little bit of uh, backbone on support. Um, which was nice and and worked out pretty well for him. Uh, enough that for his flexibility, he earns my uh, MVP designation of the week. Um, or, or is it backbone or bone back? You know, it's hard to say because I guess that's the thing that they're calling him when he plays support. But <laughs> um, anyway, regardless, it's a a shout out there to highlight. Yeah, that's very cool. London still got Christopher is just. I think he's just continually proving he's a really good coach. Um, and is willing to just think outside the box on what exactly they need and want to do. Because um, obviously in this double flex meta, um, DPS players will be good at, at at Zen BAP, these heroes that can just really pop off if you're hitting those headshots. So um, smart thinking there. Um, yeah, let's move on to APEC. And I think the, the biggest APEC story um, as far as um, – teams go this week is the Chengdu Hunters who uh, had a fairly easy week but clearly proved that uh, over the Valiant they are um, the team deserving to fight for that last spot in the midseason madness um, and of course this it feels like the most Philly fusion thing ever um, that they would be in this situation right now where there, there's a good chance they could be out of it next week luckily the Chengdu Hunters um, have a very hard schedule next week. They have Hangzhou Spark, but they also have Shanghai Dragons, who looked much better this week. Uh, then the Fusion get a nice, should be an easy win against Guangzhou. Uh, and then they got a tough one against Seoul. So it's going to be really interesting to see the back and forth there. Um, Philly, of course, one point ahead still. So uh, if they they get um, if they get two wins, they're definitely in. Uh, so that's all that matters for them. Uh, I think if they only get one win, they're definitely out, though. Just real quick looking at the math, because then they'll be, they'll have the, if they get one win and, and Chengdu gets two wins, I suppose. Yeah, because Philly's, uh, Philly's but, map differential is worse. Yeah, and even at that point, their game differential, they'll be they'll be five and seven, uh, and Chengdu will be seven and five. Oh, so. yeah, true. Forgot to look at the actual record. Yeah. Which Chengdu, uh, has, Chengdu has a better record than Philly overall. Yeah, so yeah, definitely, definitely, Philly needs a couple of good wins because yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about you know predictions and stuff for next week, but I think Chengdu has a really good chance, honestly, of of going two zero. Um, yeah, uh, this coming week, yeah, it's it's exciting for them. 
Yeah, because, you know, Shanghai Dragons are back at it, but when we saw them facing Seoul and Hangzhou, obviously they got absolutely stomped. They were able to beat Valiant and Philly, who are, you know, they're still good teams, but, um, you know, it might be it might be tough to beat Chengdu, who is looking really good in this meta because of my man Leave, who's my MVP of this week, who is just fantastic at the, so, at the Sojourn and fantastic for this team right now. Um, yeah, it's just fun to see Chengdu, like, being successful again for sure um i'm excited to see if they can really push it to the next level by beating shanghai i think that's a huge game for them next week uh because if they can beat shanghai then i think people will be like okay they're gonna have a good needs they, they can compete at the midseason madness tournament um but you know seoul is still that team to beat right uh easy 6-0 6-0 week for them um and they were chungi was almost able to beat seoul which is looking more and more impressive as as time goes on here. Obviously, as Seoul continue to continues to dominate. Um, oh yeah, I, I think your 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 statement about you know it's it's good, it's exciting to see uh, to see Chengdu having success again. I, I think that that's a really good way to put it. Um, yeah, that I, I you know like I said, going into this new meta and new heroes and kind of stuff. You know, this was. Um, a situation where we expected, you know, on paper that this roster was going to be able to to do well. So um, even if it took, you know, a, a a balance patch and you know some some change ups to uh, the metas, so, yeah, it's 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 good to see them stepping into um, what's uh, a more diehard fan might have very explicitly argued uh, was their own <laughs> stepping into their own there. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um, besides that, I, Hangzhou Spark, after I hyped him up last week, uh, did what they usually do and disappointed uh, the heck out of everybody by um, losing to Philly in five maps and then getting stomped by Seoul. So, um, quick update on them is they are not, they're still looking very inconsistent. Um, and then, yeah, besides that, I mean, LA Valiant a little disappointing this week after last week where they were able to go 2 0. And um, I think a lot of people. We're hyping up uh, No Hill and this team and Marvel and all that. Uh, and then they weren't able to take a map this week. They had two hard, tough opponents, of course. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a little disappointing for um, uh, the LA Valiant fans this week. Yeah, they got hyped up with a, a win over Guangzhou and <laughs> a five-mapper five over Philly. Yeah. It is not not uh, you know super an amazing record. And, yeah, certainly when you when you're your follow-up opponents are Chengdu and Shanghai. It's not quite going to be the same. Yep, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for APAC. Anything else to mention about it, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Other than you know, again, just highlighting, you know, this is the the one region that has uh, actual playoff implications at this point, uh, which is going to be super interesting to get into uh, as we make our predictions here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of predictions, Joe has made the full comeback on me because I just suck at remembering to pick APAC games still. I, I wondered. I figured that must have been what it was. <laughs> yeah, no. I missed two days again um, on APAC games, which stunk. Uh, went 100% as far as win rate goes on my on my West Region stuff. Uh, nice. Joe, Joe also picked Houston to 3-2 Atlanta, which was sad to me. I thought that was like an out there prediction. I was like, yeah, if this lands, oh, yeah. <laughs> this lands, I can take over here. Um, yeah, I, for, I forget if I maybe said something on the show about it, but maybe, um, yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, no, I also had that as a three-two, and it was a very exciting three-two, obviously. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, well, you have the lead again, Joe. I am, I am gonna make sure I remember this week. Um, it was a busy weekend of where I just kind of took. I, I kind of it was Fourth of July weekend, so I just wasn't at night. I was oh, busy yeah. with people, and then I just always forgot. Like, oh yeah, and I woke up to the scores, and I'd be like, no, I forgot again. Um, but yeah. Uh, Let's uh, let's move on to. Um, I guess we just move straight into next week um, because we we have no news. I, I'm sure there will be news throughout the week after we record. Um, yeah, I was just thinking they did mention the uh, one of Paris' assistant coaches uh, got uh, conscripted is the verb that somebody used uh, by the the Korean military, so they had oh, yeah. to leave that. Uh, I, I, we don't often report on on those kind of news necessarily, but. That's basically the the only thing of any significance that happened since our last show, at least. Yeah. Um, we could talk. I mean, might as well just throw a topic in there about let's talk about Overwatch 2 beta, Joe. Have you been playing Overwatch let's 2 beta it. much? Uh, I, I have a little bit here and there. Yeah, uh, I've been, uh, you know, still working back um, uh, back and forth in my different uh, academic assignments for for this year, uh, last year before I graduate finally nice uh so it's exciting but um uh, but yeah i've had a little time sounds like you've been uh probably putting a little bit more time than i have though yeah i definitely have and i gotta say i'm having i'm having i'm having a time um but i think there are a lot of hot topics around the community i guess around junker queen and how good junker queen actually is i think casual people probably think she's busted um i'm in agreement that like in a uh quick play i think she's very good where there's not much team coordination. I think she gets absolutely wrecked by Zenyatta right before this podcast. I got absolutely wrecked by Zenyatta. <laughs> like the other team just had a Zen- has a Zenyatta, discords you, and you're dead. Because um, she has no shields. It's just full health pool. Um, and the way you really get your health back is you have to dive into that back line. And when you do that against a Zen right now, you're just dead. Um, Zen's just busted right now, for sure. Um Besides that, my only other thought, like, I think Sojourn's probably busted right now, but I'm having a ton of fun playing her. Um, and yeah, besides that, like, I, I'm just having a lot of fun. It seems like the general, I watched, um, there are a lot of, like, streamer, like, offline TV streamers, if anyone knows who offline TV is. Skara, who's a big League of Legends player and streamer, played Overwatch 2, and I decided to, like, um, look at the YouTube comments, and I didn't have a fun time. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it just seems like the general community does still doesn't know <laughs> what's happening with this game. Uh, a lot of the top comments were like, "Who would pay for this? This is the same game." Um, and Good news, you don't have to. Yeah, uh, all the replies would be like, "No one would pay for it because they don't have to. <laughs> they, They're not going to charge for it." <laughs> yeah, you can just get it for free. Um, so yeah, at least I guess at least people are replying and being like, "Yo, like." you don't that that's not what's happening here um but it is funny to like go back and forth on the internet through people who don't play overwatch and are like this is the same game and then go to the overwatch subreddit who who are just all hating this game and this experience right now apparently and are like this is way too different of a game um it's just it's all over the place the sentiment on the internet right now and like the internet does it's gen generally complaints so yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, you, you know, as 
Uh, obviously, both of us and presumably the, the listeners of the show, like as people who are following this pretty closely and like we can <laughs> we know the details and we're you know staying up with the details um it it's it's definitely frustrating to see that misinterpreted from you know everything from the youtube comments and, and reddit threads but also you know even like um um you know more like mainstream reporting like i saw uh, i forget what uh news site it was but it was some kind of gaming news site posted like um and it didn't literally use this words, but like the 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 context of their headline was like this just in: Blizzard says you can't play Overwatch One after the new game releases, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number one, that's not news, and number two, <laughs> that's not quite even really accurate. Um, anyway, but at the same time, you know, like I said, we're knowing that we're so plugged into this. Um, it's 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 unfortunate and it it's telling or it should be telling for um you know whoever's in charge of of marketing this thing you know that the the message is clearly not getting out um and the the, the w- w- what details have been released you know there it's been you know twisted around and and you know the 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 giant game of telephone that is the internet uh has <laughs> had a big effect on this that you know, for better or for worse, and really for worse, Blizzard marketing has not been able to, you know, get out in front of. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, so hopefully we see, and, and, you know, on the one hand, this is something that a little, it'll just objectively get resolved, like in October 4th, you know, when the game, yeah. uh, the game comes out yeah, and it's free, <laughs> it will happen and it's free and people will have the reactions that they'll have. And, you know, that, and that's all fine. But like, in the meantime, you gotta assume that they want to be, you know, in the next three months, that they want to be paying as much attention and doing as much of their due diligence as they can to try to resolve any kind of that. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it is. It, it it does. You know, it's worth pointing out and thinking like, yeah, you know, not only are these kind of things we're running into frustrating, but you know, it's evidence that you know clearly the ball is being dropped here and there. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's just it's so hard to get to people who aren't paying attention, right? Like at this point, people pick and choose what they see on the internet. So if it's someone who isn't involved in the Overwatch community, if they have a Twitter, they're not going to follow Overwatch on Twitter. They're not going to, the people they're following are not going to tweet about it. Um, You know, so I guess it's just more about getting like targeted ads out there and stuff like that on different platforms, Um, which obviously I don't think they want to do quite yet. So I, I got to give props to Blizzard Marketing for lately how open they have finally been, probably because they finally can be. Um, but yeah, I agree that there needs to be a push or something to make people realize like this is free. This is going to be free um, and make them realize some of the changes because, yeah, on the surface level, it does look like the same game. Um, but also a lot of these people, it is a very similar game to the original overwatch that came out i'm gonna be honest like it this 5v5 just feels like original overwatch to me honestly like it just there's a lot less shields um 5v5 just feels uh like overwatch originally did so maybe those people like haven't actually seen what overwatch is like lately um who are saying this just looks like overwatch because it it does look very similar to the state overwatch was first in um to where I would respond to them and say, trust me, this is 
way different from the current Overwatch, current iteration of Overwatch. Um, because, yeah, uh, so many heroes and patch changes has made have made Overwatch a completely different game than what it used to be. Um, so I guess I don't blame I don't blame people there on that one. Um, but it, I'm just having a fun time going on, not only playing it, but like seeing Seagull stream every day and. Uh, it, it really it, it makes me happy to see like people like Siegel specifically enjoy this game again. So it, it will bring a lot of eyes back to the game for sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I really have to say about the beta. Um, I I can't wait for more people to get into it, which I obviously more everyone will be let in by uh, like nine ish days from now. So I'm yeah, like, I think they said the fourteenth. Yep. So uh, I'm just excited because I, I see that comment very often on Reddit as well. Like, oh, if only I could get in. Like it, the post will be, I hate Overwatch 2 beta. Um, and then the comment will be, I wouldn't know I'm not in. Um, I see that a lot. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait for more people to get their hands on it. All right. Let's predict now, Joe. Um, you get to pick first, I guess. This was all part of my plan. So you pick first. on the show. <laughs> Um, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's start with uh, some APAC action. The first game, uh, an important one for Philly. It should be very winnable. It's against the Guangzhou Charge. If they don't win this game, it is a complete, complete disaster because they have Seoul later in the weekend. Um, Philly, Guangzhou, who do you think takes it, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, it sounds like you can just make my picks. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, it's, you know, not not a super exciting game necessarily i think um you know there's potential for philly to crash and burn and so <laughs> it, it may it may be more exciting than their uh soul match later in the week uh, it's probably fair to say um but yeah i do expect uh, at least for this game um uh, philly to come away with the win and then again uh, like we're talking about if they if they do go one and one this week uh their uh their playoff fate uh, is no longer in their hands which will be uh, all the more interesting Oh yeah, definitely will. I think they're very happy to see um, the Chengdu Hunters facing Shanghai right after them that day, uh, because that's going to be a tough one for the Chengdu Hunters. Um, and that is our next game we're picking. Uh, I also pick Philly, by the way. I just realized that I didn't pick. I also pick Philly. <laughs> yeah, we, we could probably we could probably infer that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chengdu, Shanghai, uh, Shanghai finally picking it back up in this meta last week. Uh, not dropping a single map, but Chengdu, they've been looking good in this meta the entire time, Joe. Um, who do you think wins this one? I am really excited. I'm going to go for Chengdu in five maps. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be super excellent. Uh, it's going to be a good series. Uh, and Shanghai has just as, good a, just as good a chance of winning this as anything else. Uh, but by definition, that means Chengdu has just as good a chance of winning this as anything else. Um uh, like I said, they've been looking really nicely. Um, honestly, as much as it uh, as much as it uh, pains me to say it, you know, I would be almost just as uh, just as satisfied, if not uh, more excited, to see um, <laughs> Chengdu go two and zero and steal that playoff spot, uh, just so we could see more of them uh, and see more of them against some of these North America teams uh, in the the midseason madness tournament. Because um, because yeah, they're. Like like we've been talking about, you know, off and on this show, um, uh, still looking really nice. 
yeah, I think everyone is rooting for them to overcome this stupid rule because it's clear that they are better than Philly right now. Um, obviously, they already beat Philly 3-1, so I think that's why everyone is clear on that. But, yeah, I, I think everyone should be rooting for Chengdu to do it. It's going to be – it will be hard, I will admit here, because I'm going to pick the Shanghai Dragons to beat the Chengdu Hunters. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Shanghai really showed improvement last week. I think they're looking good again. And I don't know, in a big game like this, it's obviously not a big game for Shanghai, really. Um, I tend to believe Chengdu will choke a little bit more. Um, and I tend to believe in the Shanghai Dragons a little bit more. So I'm going to pick Shanghai. I'm going to go the opposite of you, Joe. Um, all right, let's finish it off by picking two NA, uh, NA games, both on the last day of this next upcoming weekend. And the first one we've got, I've been talking about this game. We've been talking about this game for a while because it's going to be super fun. And it's going to be London's first, like, really big challenge this uh, midseason madness. It is London versus Dallas. Uh, Dallas, who has been looking a little incons- inconsistent lately. London, who has been looking extremely consistent and has yet to lose a game in the midseason madness. Who do you think pulls this one off? London's first really tough challenge, the Dallas Fuel. Who do, who do you think takes Joe? Um, yeah, this one is also going to be a, a, a nice and exciting one uh, for for both of these teams. It's their only match of this uh, of the week, uh, so we'll have lots of time to prepare for this Sunday afternoon match. Um, uh, I, I think on this one, at least, though, I'm I'm not quite as comfortable uh, picking the upset here. Uh, I think I am going to go with Dallas um, uh, again in five maps. Honestly, I just did my my pickups this evening. Um, uh, the, the, the Dallas and five, but but it has the potential to be really exciting. If if um, you know the Dallas fuel that we've seen uh, in in some of these other situations uh, earlier this year shows up, you know it could be a sweep. Uh, if if they don't, uh, you know it could be uh, super competitive. Um, the, the a lot of it you know depends on on which really for both of these teams which teams we see um, because London has to continue to to be uh, playing at the level that they have been but um you, you know assuming assuming we get the the best of uh both of these teams i think dallas may still have the edge all right then i for fun here i'm gonna go the opposite of joe i'm gonna go with the london <laughs> spitfire i also think this will be an extremely close match i really think either could take it um yeah i don't know i think you got two of the best head coaches in the league here going head to head um two of the best teams going head to head like this is just going to be fun and this i i just really hope london takes it and proves that they will be one of these top teams i think people will still doubt them obviously until they can beat either the gladiators or the shock um but if they beat the fuel here they're like truly in this um tier uh, below the shock and gladiators for sure so i'll pick london i'm really rooting for them to win so i'll pick them Uh, And let's finish it off with the Boston-New York rivalry, which has obviously returned this year for the first time in a while. I think they already faced each other once, and Boston won um, back in the kickoff clash. Uh, But this should be a super interesting matchup um, between two two teams who, um, you know, who unfortunately won't be making it to Hawaii, um, but do have some things to prove, especially New York. and uh, Myung Bong obviously used to play for Boston. I don't think they actually did play in uh, the summer show or the beginning, the first kickoff clash. I lied. Sorry. 
Um, <laughs> this is the first time they're facing each other. <laughs> uh, so this should be super fun. Myeongbong facing his old team. Boston-New York rivalry is back. Um, who do you got, Joe? Yeah, this match, um, you know, besides being a, a double points match for the award sleep pickums, uh, is another really good example of uh, a match where we'll have a, a little bit of transit property action uh, going this week because uh, we have New York uh, facing Houston on Friday, uh, then Boston facing the Outlaws on Saturday, and then New York and Boston themselves are <laughs> playing on Sunday. Uh, so in a lot of ways, I may reserve my judgment, uh, you know, go back in and and uh, edit my pickums if necessary after these two preliminary games. Uh, but just looking at it on its face, uh, I think um, what we know, obviously, New York had a, had a good week last week. Uh, it was a really good showing against um, Dallas, even though it was a loss um, uh, on Sunday night. And while I don't, um, uh, well, I don't anticipate to take them for them to take the win over Boston, because again, I think, or, or it's not again because I haven't said it yet, but 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 yeah, the, the Boston's looking nice, and I think uh, you know generally playing at a at a higher level than New York, I think um, it, it does again have the potential to be close, um, despite not being a, you know a match that we're playing for uh, any kind of uh, tournament purposes or anything like that. Um, it's still it still may very may very well be close. It'll be an exciting one to end the uh, first half of the regular season on. Um, uh, but I think as, as, far as, my, as far as my pick goes, uh, probably uh, more likely for Boston here. Nice. I, yeah, it should be a fun finale. I'm also going to go Boston. Um, I think Boston, I mean, they've just been playing uh, really well lately, been playing like they belong with uh, teams like the Mayhem, uh, Defiant Justice in that little tier for sure, and definitely above New York. So they should win this game uh, pending any disasters or team morale. Uh going uh going to the basement or something so yeah i'll pick boston to beat new york in that in that rivalry should be fun to watch um but yeah obviously we, we pick every game we'll keep you updated on the scores and i will remember this week because i'm losing um <laughs> so yeah there you go. that's your incentive yeah that is my incentive um but yeah that's all we got for the show this this week uh we were able to extend it a bit which is nice but yeah there you go um I'll uh, sign us off here. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at JWGeorgeIV and Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. And the show's Twitter is at On The Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and enjoy a nice chill uh, last weekend here of the Midseason Madness Qualifiers.